Welcome. You're listening to the Heritage Podcast. To learn more about Heritage, including meeting times and upcoming events, visit us online at www.heritageff.org. Now, let's get into today's podcast. I want to start off by saying we're dealing with the subject of healing. And my subtitle of that will be, Listen Up, You Are Already Healed. You're already here, so listen up. Pay very close attention to this. So, Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, as we go into your written word, the living word of God, we go at it reverently. We go at the word of God with the comprehension that out of it flow the issues of life. I firmly believe that this word of God is final authority and that the word of God has saved, healed, and delivered and is ready to heal, save anybody who would call on your name. So as the preaching of the gospel is done today, I believe that people will hear, not only hear, but become active doers of the word of God. And whatever level they're at, they'll become active doers of the word. Holy Spirit, thank you for leading us into the word, teaching us, administrating to us in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Now, let's go over, if you will, to the book of Proverbs. And uh, this is my text verse for all this, and that is this. Listen up. Uh, and that literally means, as we're going to read the verse, incline thy ear to my sayings. Now, then Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20, gives reference to a, an intimacy. And he says this, My son, attend to my words, incline thine ear to my sayings. Now, in that verse of scripture, my son, uh, reference point of, of the father talking to his son, and he's saying, I'm, I'm giving you some fatherly advice. I'm giving you, as a parent, giving you some advice. As a somebody who's walked with God, talked with God, I'm giving you some instruction here. And hear the, the, the advice, hear the instruction, and in it, there's a command. Listen, son, attend to my words. Now, that means that there's going to be a lot of words out there. Words that that contradict everything about God. But if you attend to the word of God, those words won't have any, any effect on you. So when you know that God is God and that he is a loving God, you won't receive words of selfishness. If you hear words of death you will hear, and you hear them around you, you'll respond to words of life. They'll come out of you. So the, the, this is what we're saying. You've got to tend to the word and incline thine ears unto my saying. Do you realize that, you know, for you and I, in our Western culture more specifically, we have, I have a dining table. I have a, a table right behind uh, these cameras, a little table there. My wife is sitting in one of those listening. I have right behind this also uh, a couch and, and some things here so where you can sit. In Eastern culture, specifically when this was done, they didn't sit at tables. They had pillows and they would sit down and literally and lay back and in recline. And then they would converse and not only would they recline, they'd incline to the saints. There were no TVs, there were no radios, there were no cells of cell phones, there was no, no emails or anything coming across. So all discussion was for everybody to hear and whoever was talking had the floor, so to speak, and everybody paid attention or 
gave attention to the word and inclined their ear. Well, that's what we got to do with the word. We have to take the pillow of the promises of God, lean on that, and then let Jesus do all the talking and let the word speak for itself. And then we incline. We are attentive to it. And then once we do that, it, it, it ministers life unto us. According to verse 22, it makes a statement in here. He said, I like this. For the words that you're inclining to, according to the word, they are life to those that find them and health to all their flesh. Now we're dealing with, with healing. So if they are life, that rebukes death. That's the opposite of death. And if they're health, that's the opposite of sickness. So words that you incline to are words that are either going to be what you re, you sit in, either words of life or words of death. You either sit in words of sickness or words of health. Now Deuteronomy makes a statement, I, I call heaven and earth to record this day against you that I've set before you life and death, bless you to curse you. So choose life that you and your seed may live. How do you do that? By attending to the words and inclining thine ear. Now that means your inner ear, your spiritual ear. Now we got two, two, two ways of hearing, the natural ear, your ear gates right up here. And so, you know, that, that's, that's one aspect. The other one is to have a hearing ear that's spiritually speaking. We have a hidden man of the heart. The hidden man of the heart has ears to hear. That's why Paul's, that's why the, the scripture constantly said, they have eyes to see and see not. They have ears to hear and they hear not. How is that even possible? They have ears. Not talking about somebody who's lost the capability of seeing. Or the capability here. No, that's not what he's saying. He's making the reference point that you can have natural eyes, but you still can't see what God's doing. Not from a natural standpoint. And even some said, if I saw a miracle, I'd believe it. And then they do, and they still don't believe it. There are those that hear testimonies about how good God is and how great God is and all the things God does, and yet they still walk away with disbelief, doubt. And, and discounting the th value of God. There are thousands of people sadly going to church, hearing the word. Some bring their Bibles, some don't because of now the screens and the scriptures there. So they don't take their Bible and they don't follow it, don't underline it, don't read it. And they don't do it on their own. So they read it when it's on the screen. But then when they go home, they don't open this book anymore. And we got to get to the Word. There, you cannot live by favorite scriptures. You got to live by the Word. His Word is called daily bread. And we live by the Word of God. Not by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Now, in the message translation, it says, Dear friend, listen well to my words and tune your ears to my voice. And verse 22, those who discover these words live, they they really live and their body and soul and they're bursting with health. So this is what we introduced to you last week. So let's go a little further. And I want you to go with me to Romans chapter 1, verse, verses 15, 16, and 17. Romans 1, 15, 16, and 17. Paul uh, wrote this to the church of Rome. Now Paul, the apostle, was a powerful man of God. Originally, his name was Saul. His name was changed to Paul. And here we, he's writing to the church of Rome. And in the course of this, it's very important because here's what I want you to hear, is that the gospel 
within the gospel being preached, no matter whether somebody's preaching prosperity, let me back up, preaching salvation, preaching the love of God, the mercy of God, the grace of God, which are all part of who God is, the, com- the compassion of God, the person of God, the person of Jesus, the person of the Holy Spirit, whether they're preaching financial prosperity, financial wealth, whether they're preaching peace of mind, all of it. If it's the gospel, if it's coming from scripture, not opinion, not just thought, not theory, not philosophy, if it is scripture, it has the power to heal. And it'll heal in any aspect of your life. Now, let me prove that out in verse of Scripture. Paul wrote this. Romans, once again, chapter 1, verse 15 to 17. Verse 15. So, as much as is in me, I am ready to preach the gospel to you that are at Rome also. Oh, man. Verse 16. You know this verse. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. I'm not ashamed of the gospel which provides the anointing, the yoke-destroying, burden-lifting anointing, which is that which I preach, he says. It is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth. Now watch that. To everyone that believeth. Then he makes this statement to the Jews first, also to the Greeks. Now notice, it is the power of God unto salvation. The power of God is residing in the gospel. When we preach the gospel, once again, I want to say this, not our opinion of the gospel, not our theory of the gospel, not our philosophy of the gospel, not our hand-selected point of view because it fits our lifestyle gospel. No, the gospel, the full gospel. Once again, from Genesis to Revelations, from Revelations back to Genesis and everything in between. The gospel, the good news of Christ. Salvation to everyone. Now included in salvation is you is the, the word saved. We're saved because of it. But what are we saved from? Anything that is contrary to the nature of God. So distance and sin, that sin nature has to be removed. Sickness and disease was never part of God's nature, is not part of God's nature, and He has not imparted that unto us. You know the verse of Scripture said, For God had not given us the spirit of fear. Fear is the number one promoter of all death, and all sickness. So if God didn't give you the spirit of fear, He did not give you the spirit of infirmity. He did not give you the spirit of cancer, of leukemia. He did not give you the spirit that produces any form of mental stress, suicidal thoughts, tension and, and, and pressure on the mind. God didn't do that. So the preaching of the gospel is the power of salvation that removes all of that destructiveness in a person's life. Paul said, I'm ready to preach it. I'm ready to preach it. Listen up, believers. Are you ready to preach it? Are you ready? Are you so filled with the gospel that you're so ready? I'm ready to preach the gospel. So if you say, I'm ready, 
Oh, man, Pastor, I'm ready. I'm ready to get behind that pulpit and preach. Well, that's wonderful. We'll get to that in a moment. Watch this. Verse 17. For therein, for therein, what? In the preaching of the gospel, which you're not ashamed of. And once again, the gospel is that of Christ. And it is the power of God unto salvation. Is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. Oh, man. As is it is written. Now watch that. As it's written. Now the gospel, in order for us to preach it, we've got to know what's written. you got to know what is written in the book and not just your favorite verse once again. It's got to be written. you got to be able to prove this out Old Testament. got to be able to prove this out in the New Testament. Examples of scripture on the inside of this. See, a lot of people make the statement and uh, they'll make a, a statement. Well, I know so-and-so and they prayed for healing or they stood in the gap for healing or they, they were confessing healing and it, it just never came. Well, you know, let me help you here. That, that's just not true because healing doesn't come. Healing's already here. It already exists. It, it's al- it already is present. So you don't pray for healing to come. See, I got born again. I got saved, wonderfully saved. So when I woke up this morning, I woke up saved. I woke up with this relationship with God. What I did not do is get up and say, now Jesus, come into my life again. I know that that this is Wednesday and uh, I I know you were with me Tuesday. I want to believe you're with me Monday. And and I know since I'm, I'm a minister, you were there Sunday. I'm not sure about Saturday. You see, that's how some Christians live. If you're saved, born of the Spirit of God, then listen, you're saved, man. You are saved. Now, you can be, you can walk in your salvation and have your conscience reviewed to the Word of God, or you can have your conscience seared with like a hot iron and separated from the gospel and then try to live any way you want other than the gospel and still call yourself saved. That, listen, we've got to deal with this thing. Now, watch this, because I'm going to quote you a verse of Scripture. You're going to love it in just a moment. For therein is righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as is written, the just shall live by faith. Another way of saying that, I like to put it, just live by faith. Now, Jesus is our example. Jesus is the gospel. Jesus is the message. The apostle Paul in Romans preached Jesus. He preached the power. He preached the gospel. He preached the message and manifestations occurred. Now we are called according to John's gospel and throughout the scripture. Once we're born again, we're referred to or should be referred to as disciples. See, if we're disciples of Jesus Christ, then we should be doing what Jesus did to get the results Jesus did on the earth. So we should be those individuals that are manifesting this and operating in this realm now. Now, in order to do this, Jesus' ministry, we can see without any question, I'm going to take you some verses, that it was made up of three powerful truths. And I, I remember, let's go over to Matthew chapter 4 while I'm doing I'll, I'll continue my discussion there. In Matthew's Gospel chapter 4, I remember when I first heard um, uh, my spiritual father at that time, Dr. Ed Dufresne, preach this. 
And when he made the statement that he heard it from Brother Kenneth E. Hagin, then I went to that, that, his materials and listened to him do that. And the statement was made in regards to this verse, the scripture. We're going to read it right now. Matthew's Gospel, chapter 4. And uh, let's look at this one verse, verse 23. It said, And Jesus went about all of Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing all manner of sickness, all manner of disease among the people. Read it one more time. Jesus, Jesus went about all Galilee. Now, uh, don't, don't, hold, don't, don't take your finger off that. Keep looking at that verse. And let me quote to you Acts chapter 10, verse 38. And, uh, and the scripture said, and, and God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost who went about doing good, healing all that were sick and oppressed of the devil for God was with them. Doesn't that sound like this verse? And Jesus went about all Galilee. Read, now watch this, teaching in their synagogues. And while he was teaching in their synagogues, he preached the gospel there. Remember the gospel is the power of God unto salvation. And salvation includes, it's all inclusive. It's the word we get S-O-Z-O, sozo. It means everything. Salvation, peace, mercy, grace, health healing, prosperity, where nothing's missing, nothing's broken, everything is being made and whole and complete. So the preaching of the gospel of the kingdom and healing all manner of all and all manner of sickness and among the people. So the healing, he went into the synagogue and yet in that synagogue, all manner of sickness and disease lived there. Jesus came in and Jesus taught the people. Now, believers today, we need to be taught. And then he said he preached the gospel. So he taught and he preached. Both of these have their place in the kingdom. And so right now, while I'm sharing with you, I'm teaching you. And in the course of it, it it's, you could say preaching, but I'm teaching you. Now, in the level of teaching, teaching brings spiritual divine information. Preaching brings spiritual inspiration and motivation. So if you are, are, if you're being taught and you have information, if you don't have the inspiration, you won't do anything with the information you get. All you'll do is pack that up and then intellectually, mentally, mentally assent it and then live as much as you can boasting about what you know, not what you do. Then you got all these individuals that are full of inspiration who have no information and no revelation and therefore they're messing things up in their life and wonder what's going on, making all kinds of silly stuff because you need both teaching and preaching. Now, Jesus went about all Galilee teaching and in their synagogues and preaching. So, we're, so here we find, according to the scripture, the three things Jesus did. Three things. Number one, we find it. He preached the gospel. He taught the gospel. And I want you, don't ignore this. You got to tap. Don't separate it. You can't separate the fact he taught and the fact that he preached. And then, and then uh, you can't separate those. So don't separate the third part. Jesus taught. He preached the gospel. And then he healed. This was the manifestation of the gospel that he taught 
and the gospel that he preached in their synagogue. So in their synagogue, while the sick were there and the disease were there, Jesus' solution to that was to teach. He said, if I can teach you well, you'll be well. If I can teach you what the kingdom of God's principles are. Notice that the scripture, back up a little bit. Notice in, in, this, in, the, in Matthew's gospel, 423 again. He said that Jesus went about all of Galilee teaching in their synagogues. He, didn't, he never built a synagogue. He never built a structure where he had people come to him. He didn't do that. He went to their synagogue. And while in their synagogue, he, Jesus never started his own Jesus Christ ministries and headquarters. He didn't do that. He, Jesus went wherever the people were. And he went into their synagogues. And in their synagogues were the priests and the scribes and the Pharisees were. Who had the revelation of Moses. And they had the covenant promises read to them. And the covenant rights. Yet they lacked something when they taught it. And that was the authority to back it. And so they did go through the religious motion of it. But there was no authority. At one time Jesus was preaching. And he made the statement. Uh, and in the powerful statement. The, the people made the statement. They said you preach like one with authority. Not like the scribes and the Pharisees. So in other words, we've been attending the synagogue for all these years and we've never once heard the authority behind what was taught that there was results. So we need to get results and people need to be on the backside of that saying, I'm being taught, I receive that. So the one who teaches has to be releasing the authority and the power and the manifestations in this and they believe it. Like right now I do believe that by the stripes you're healed you ought to be receiving your healing. So they did. Jesus taught, he preached, and he healed. Again, look with me at Matthew's gospel and I want to read this. It's not going to be up on your screen but I got to read this out of the message translation. It is so powerful. Verse 23 says, For there he went, speaking about Jesus, all over Galilee, and he used their synagogues, I like that, he used their synagogues for meeting places and he taught the people the truth of God. I like that. He taught the people the truth about God. And here's what he taught. God's kingdom was his theme. That beginning, right now, they were under God's government. Right now, at the time he began to teach, he says, right now, while I'm preaching, you are sitting under the government of God. While I'm preaching to you right now, while I'm teaching you right now, you are listening to me and the, the uh, canopy of God's kingdom is what you're under right now as I preach this. And if you're under God's kingdom, everything about God's kingdom is available to you. That's what he was saying. A good government... He also healed the people of their diseases. And listen to the message translation of this. And of the bad effects of their bad lives. See, sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes we open the door to sickness and disease. Shut the door to it. Shut the door to unforgiveness. Shut the door to hatred. Shut the door 
to bias. Shut the door to prejudice. Shut the door to all that stuff. Shut the door to pornography. Shut the door to adultery. Shut all that door to lying. Shut all that, all of that stuff out of your life. Because that stuff opens the door for a bunch of other stuff. And it may not come immediately, but eventually it'll take a toll on your health. Since I'm dealing with health, it'll take a toll on your finances if I was dealing with that. But here he says, people were also healed of the bad effects of their bad lives. Boy, that's powerful. So no matter what you've done, if you're born again, the bad effects of your old life cannot affect you right now. I'm telling you in the authority of the name of Jesus, I'm telling you, oh my God, you're so blessed, so empowered. Now, Mark's Gospel, chapter 3, verse 14 and 50, amplifies this a little bit more. And I want to say this to you. He, he wants us to preach this gospel. So I want to let you know, and I'm going to use the word here, and i got to be cautious doing it, because I don't want to say that everybody... Uh, well, let me, let me just read the scripture. Jesus, in Mark's Gospel 3.14, He ordained twelve that they should be with Him, and that he might send them forth to preach. Now, just because it doesn't say preach the gospel, don't discount. That's what they were called to preach, the gospel. The gospel that has the power of God unto salvation, the power of God to heal, the power of God to bless, the power of God to bring peace. Go, send the priest, now watch this, and to have power to heal sickness and cast out devils. Oh, man, isn't that powerful? Glory to God. And to have power to heal sickness. Power to heal sickness. You are ordained by Almighty God, but it'll never be released until you preach the gospel. Not because you get behind a fancy pulpit. Not because you've got all kinds of sound equipment and, and microphones. And not because you got a fancy building. No, no. The power of God is released through the preaching of the gospel. So the power to heal sickness through the preaching of the gospel. You have the power, but don't do it unless you're preaching the gospel. The gospel is, is what gives you the badge or deputizes you to tell sickness and disease, I arrest you in the authority of the name of Jesus. And in my preaching, I say you cannot have their body. You cannot have their life. I declare in Jesus' name, arthritis, bursitis, a heartache, mental stress, anxiety. You bow your knee to the name of Jesus. Get off of their lives and let me bless in Jesus' name. This is what we've got to recognize. This, this is the power of God. And he ordained. 12. Well, he had ordained 12 then, but he's ordained you that you should go forth. That doesn't mean you stand in a five-fold ministry gift, the apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher. But that's a whole different message and that's a calling and assignment. Teaching, this is close, does not have to take place in a church or a classroom. The preaching doesn't necessarily mean, once again, you need a microphone or a sound system. And But if you'll preach the gospel... Healing will occur wherever and whenever you come into the, into the vicinity of the sick. If you'll preach the gospel. And if you'll live by the gospel. Now let me drive this point once again. I got to drive it home. We need to grow up and stop making excuses 
about we're, what we're not called to do and start doing what Jesus commanded us to do and go into all the world and preach the gospel, making disciples of all people. Some individuals' lives will be changed by the manifestations of the healing power of God, miracles, signs, and wonders, and when demons are cast out. Remember that Jesus said this in, in the gospel in John chapter 15, verse 5. He, Jesus making reference of it. Matter of fact, let me turn real quick over there. In John chapter 15, verse 5, he makes this statement in this verse. Without me, you can do nothing. Now, a lot of people quote that verse. Oh, I can't do anything without Jesus. Well, who said you're without Jesus now? Jesus said, without me, you could do nothing. If you have him, you could do all things through Christ because he's the one who strengthens you. So, yes, it's true, without Jesus. Now, how, what does that mean? Well, if you don't have the gospel on the inside of you and you're not preaching the gospel, there's nothing you can do. You're, you've got, you're like, a, as James puts it, as James puts it, with clouds but no rain. The, the verse of Scripture said, you have a form of godliness, but you deny the power of God, thereof, in Timothy. So we realize that there are some people that spend their whole time on this earth learning and learning and learning. We need to learn. We need to learn. I study to show myself approved, a workman not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. But if I only learned something and never did anything, what good would I be? What good would I be? We need knowledge because a lack of knowledge creates, according to Hosea, a, a destructive force in our life. But knowledge without action is worthless as well. This is why the body of Christ needs to mature and grow up to the understanding of what I stated earlier. That Paul said, I can do all things through Christ. Remember the gospel of Christ? I could do all things, let me rephrase that, through the gospel of Christ, which I live, which I preach. That anointing that's on my life, I could do all things. It's what strengthens me. Preaching the gospel is not about condemning people. It's about blessing people and helping people. Preaching isn't about shouting or spitting. Listen, there's sometimes I shout and spit, but that's not necessarily preaching. Preaching has nothing to do with the volume of your voice. It has to, everything to do with the boldness of the message. It has everything to do with how you're confident you are with the message. Do you know him? Uh, now, let me quote you this verse of scripture. Let me get ready to shut this down. 1 Corinthians 1.18 makes a statement. For the preaching of the cross is then the perish foolishness. But unto us which are saved, it is the power of God. What is the gospel that we preach? We must have confidence. Our message is not our opinion, not a philosophy. It is not a theory. It is not a one-sided, I like it because it fits my lifestyle message. We are teaching and preaching kingdom principles. We are not in our preaching and in our teaching asking questions. We are making statements with no apologies for the message that we're preaching. Preaching is more effective when we do it with boldness, accuracy. And when we do it with the comprehension, I know my assignment. So I don't know how people preach without number one being saved and without praying in the Holy Ghost and without seeking first the kingdom of God is righteous. But when you do this, confidence gets rooted down on the inside of you and that foundation is the love of God for the humanity and the genuineness concern for people's lives and what they're doing. 
Jesus said, go and preach the gospel. And then when he said that, he said, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. So heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out levels, devils. Freely you receive, freely you give. So go preach the gospel. When you preach this word and you preach the gospel, people get healed. Right now, I'm believing that you're well. I'm going to pray with you right now as we conclude today. Thank you for joining me. Please join us next week as I, conclu- if I finish up on this. It is so important that we understand the preaching of the gospel. The necessity for hearing the gospel. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And you've you got to believe what you say out of your mouth before you believe anything else. And if you can't believe what comes out of your mouth and that it's true, how can you believe anybody else? But the way you get what's in your heart and in your mouth is right here, the living word of God. Now, in Jesus' name, I speak over your life and I call you healed. You're already healed. Listen up. You are already healed. Jesus Christ, who was born of a virgin and died on the cross, taking all of our shame, all of our sin, all of our disease and sickness and nailed it to the cross, dying therein, and then went into the lower regions of the dam and for three days and three nights was in the tomb. On the third day, our Savior rose from the dead. And when He did, He rose with righteousness and left in that grave all disease and sickness. So I say, you don't have to pray for it to leave. It's already gone. Receive right now your manifestation receive it right now receive the love of God receive your salvation receive your health receive your healing you must be restored in the name of Jesus in every every aspect of your life I declare Satan the thief Satan the wicked one has no authority over your life and Jesus reigns over your life. In Jesus' name, I call you blessed. Amen. Move something you couldn't move before and call yourself well in the name of Jesus. Once again, my name is... If you were encouraged by today's message and believe it would be uplifting to others, then be sure to rate us and hit subscribe. To experience more of Heritage, visit us at www.heritageff.org. Again, thank you for listening to the Heritage Podcast today. And remember, Jesus is Lord.